0: smooth style.
1: thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Gaucho Amigos. I'm Alex. Uh, If you're new, welcome. If you are returning, if you listened to the first episode and uh, enjoyed what you heard enough to check out the second, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate any feedback uh, I've gotten so far. It's been pretty good. And um if you'd be so inclined to uh, give feedback, whether that's, you know, writing a review, liking, subscribing, or, you know, just letting me know on Twitter what you think of the podcast so far, I would uh, really appreciate that. You know, I'm new at this whole podcasting thing, so I'm kind of figuring it out uh, as I go along. But, um, you know, feedback is always, always great. So. so three years ago when I started doing the account, you know, I had no idea that there would be any kind of uh, response to it. Um, let alone the one that there was. And uh, one of the cool things uh, that's kind of uh, emerged um, from the, you know, now three years of posting is that there's this whole kind of Steely Dan, you know, Twitter community uh, where there are, you know, many folks, uh, you know, sharing the bits and the memes and posting the lost tracks and the archival photos of Donald and Walter and just kind of you know bonding over this uh love of steely dan um but for me personally you know i've been doing it for a few years and uh frankly I'm a, I'm a little bit out of gas in terms of you know keeping things you know going doing the daily posts and sharing the bits and whatnot so you know i feel like this podcast one of the things that it allows me to do is uh You know i'm in a great position to have all of these steely dan fans you know gathered together in one place but this gives me a chance to do something new with it by uh letting the fans kind of speak for themselves and and getting a chance to you know reach out and and talk to them about their uh their love of steely dan and why uh they're so meaningful uh to them so that's kind of one of the goals of this podcast now today You know, I'm talking to MVP as a professional wrestler, uh, and he's one of the biggest uh, of all the Steely Dan fans that I've come across on Twitter. So, you know, he was someone that I thought would be interesting to talk to. Um, I reached out to him and he, you know, enthusiastically responded yes. And uh, we had a really great conversation. So this is uh, me talking uh, entirely about Steely Dan. We do not touch on any wrestling. Um, and this, you know this conversation, it's quite different than uh, the first one uh, that I posted with Harry. So, you know, this is more of a fan to fan chat. So, without further ado, this is me talking to the great MVP Enjoy. I think the first time that I uh, came across you on Twitter was I, I found that tweet that said, it was an old tweet, but you wrote uh, Glamour Profession by Steely Dan is a song I that's playing whenever <laughs> I walk into a room. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's True like, story. In my head, when I walk into the room, Glamour Profession is playing in my head. Yeah, see what I, what Dude, I love it. A- poured from the shadow where he stood, looking good. I'm a crowd-pleasing man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See what's what's great about that is you know you didn't even choose one of the obvious you know you went you went for a, a deeper cut you know glamor profession it's not one that gets the the regular play on classic rock radio like it's, yeah
0: yeah it's, it's not dirty work it's not you know reeling in the years yeah it's not but I mean it's like I'm I'm a fan of the Dan and we can talk Steely Dan we can go <laughs> deep, deep cuts we can go personnel we can you know. For whatever it's worth, I've seen Steely Dan 11 times. I make it a point every year. I fly somewhere to go see them perform, and then I reside in Houston. And if my schedule permits, I usually catch them at the uh, uh, Woodlands Pavilion when they come through. So sometimes I'll catch them twice in a a tour.
1: Uh, I see. You catch them once in Houston, then you'll fly somewhere to catch them a second time?
0: Oh, yeah. Often, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to Houston. I I'm sometimes uh I have a lot of family in Austin, but um yeah, like that's that's great. I've I haven't seen them as many times as you have. Um because I, I kind of came later to them. So I've I've only seen them three times. Did you see them on uh, their most recent tour last year?
0: Last? Yeah, uh as a matter of fact, I got a pretty cool story about that. I, I flew to Philadelphia to see them at the Met. Uh, because it was, uh, the date that they played in Philly was a day or two before my birthday. So I just made a birthday weekend of it and, uh, flew to Philly and I, by chance, I was staying at the same Hilton that the, the, the band and I guess the crew were were staying at. And I was with my ex-girlfriend and we got into the elevator and I see this guy getting in the elevator, and he's got a lanyard on. that says Steely Dan. And I'm like, oh, man, going to work, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, man. What do you do? And, you know, very nondescript looking guy. So I thought, cool, yeah. you know, whatever. And he goes, oh, man, I play drums. And I went, Keith Carlock? And he looks, he goes, yeah, yeah. And I totally turned into a fucking fanboy. <laughs> boy. I was like, is that cool? It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, and my ex girlfriend, she said afterwards, "I wish I had a camera because I've never seen you like that before." <laughs> I'm telling, yeah, the first time I saw you in Redmond, Washington, and what you did with Steve Gadd's drum solo on Asia, and and I went, "Oh, dude, I am so sorry, forgive me, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm having a moment, man. I, you know, I." And we you know we laughed about it. and He was super cool. Yeah, but I don't. You know, he didn't know who I was, or, you know, he just thought I was some you know big dude in the elevator that was playing too close. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I hit him up on Instagram. I was like, hey dude, thank thanks a lot. You know, you were really cool. And um I think after he saw that I hit him up on Instagram, he was like, Okay, this guy's not so weirdo, he's just a, a really big fan. But I uh the first time I saw Steely Dan was in Redmond, Washington, and when Asia came on, and by this time, it was a little later in the evening, and the sun had set, and, you know, man, I was smoking that good Washington green and everything, just the mood, the vibe, and when that drum solo came, and and just the way he was beating the skins, I, I was absolutely blown away, and it was at that moment I knew, I'm going to see Steely Dan live every chance I get, because just their their touring musicians are absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I like, and Keith is such a standout too on the drums. Like, I, I've never, oh, whenever it comes up, like seeing Steely Dan live, they're like the drummer, and the drummer is yeah, because he, he, he really, is, really is. Yeah, like so when um when did this all start for you? Like your your obsession with Steely Dan is it like more recent or do you go pretty far back?
0: No. I- I, I, well, the obsession goes, is a little bit more recent. It's yeah. weird because as a kid, I I, I remember, all, I yeah. always remember hearing Steely Dan on the radio. Right. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big music guy. I love music yeah. in general. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I, I remember being a, a little kid hearing Steely Dan on the radio and just like, oh, I like this song. You know, I remember being a little kid and hearing Peg and like, just liking it. And then years later, De La Soul. Used a sample in one of their tracks when I was in like high school, I think, and I'm like, oh, I recognize that, yeah, you know. Um, and then uh, later on, when Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, you know, had that, you know, famously mocked by Donald's uh, <laughs> up-tow, Baby, Uptown Baby. I'm like, wait a minute, man! And I didn't. I remember at the time when that song came out, I didn't remember the name of the song, but I knew that that was a Steely Dan song, you know. And there were a number of rappers that had sample steely Dan, and to this day it's funny because i'll talk to some of my younger friends who like well, what is this steely dan shit you're so into man? <laughs> and then i'll play them some steely Dan songs and they'll go oh that's kanye or, oh that's ice cube right. oh that's you know I'm like yeah you know steely Dan. you just well for me um i was wrestling in japan and uh the when the Sendai tsunami happened, February I want to say it was February sixth, uh, or no, it was four eleven. It was four eleven. So February sixth was when I made my debut in Japan, and then uh, not long after that, the Sendai the the, the earthquake hit, and oh, um, wow,
1: wow. So you were there I, for that? Oh my god. I was there. I was there when it happened. Oh, that was horrible! Was terrifying things I ever
0: experienced.
1: I'm sorry. I was sitting.
0: I was crazy. sitting in a beer, uh, little uh, beer hall with a Japanese friend, and you know, Japan is one of the most seismically active countries in the world. Mm-hmm. So you know, a, a six um, on the Richter scale that doesn't even stop traffic. You know, right. they, don't, they don't get worked up about that. And we're sitting there, and you know, shit starts shaking, and like this earthquake wasn't just a rumble. Like it. Continued to go and things started falling, and the Japanese people in this restaurant started crying and freaking out, which in turn made me go, Oh, shit, if they're freaked out, then this yeah. is serious, you know? Yeah, um, sure. and mm-hmm. when it finally stopped, we went outside, and it, it was like, uh, legitimately, like one of those catastrophe movies where, like, uh, I'm, I'm with my, my, my friend, uh, and I'm holding her by the hand, and we're running through traffic, and that. That earthquake was 9.1, I believe, the third most powerful ever recorded. And I was in Tokyo, 200 miles away from the epicenter. And I'm seeing with my own eyes, not what I'm hearing about. Not, I saw cracks in the sidewalk and tiles falling, and buildings swaying because the aftershocks are in, you know, eight point something, you know? So she was able to get me back to my hotel and she was also smart enough to realize uh she was mvp son uh you need supplies (laughs) so like we went to the one of the convenience stores and i bought bags full of shit and which fortunately by the time we had to walk miles because the traffic was bumper to bumper every cab was full it it was ridiculous and when we got back to the hotel like i went by a convenience store to my hotel and it was i'm not exaggerating at all everything was bare like everything was gone so I had to spend the next two or three days in my hotel because there was nowhere to go. I couldn't yeah. leave. It was stuck. And uh, I'm drinking Asahi beer. I had just downloaded uh, Citizen Dan, a decade oh, wow. ago. Which and is I'm the whole thing, right?
1: Hotel. It's, it's yeah, like yeah. The, every album.
0: yeah. Room, the, the Tokyo Dome Hotel, I think I was on, on a 20... I was way up there, too, on a 20-something floor um, drinking Asahi beer. And just listening to the Dan over and over. And it was around that time. I guess I had like rediscovered the Dan. Like I always liked, but this time I was like, let me get back into some Steely Dan. So emotionally and psychologically, the Dan is tied to that traumatic. Right. That's
1: crazy. So your love of Steely Dan was born out of the trauma of this horrific catastrophe that you were, that you experienced.
0: That that was my soundtrack, man. I'm sitting there every time time an aftershock hits and, and my hotel is swaying. And, and, buildings in japan are constructed right. to handle earthquakes, so they actually sway so imagine being in a high-rise hotel on the upper floors and an aftershock hits and then you you hear the steel yeah.
1: do you think the uh you think it was because of what steely dance sounds like that it kind of like hit you so hard because of the maybe the smoothness or the like you associated so, it with like the relax, you know, relaxation, or just something that, you know, was yeah, countering it, 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 the, um, you know, the, the 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 horror that you were experiencing.
0: Yeah, because I mean, give me virtually any situation that you're in, and you put on Asia or, or Babylon Sisters, you know, and tell me you're not instantly at least a little bit more calm. You know, it's it's sure. very soothing sounds. So that's exactly what it did. And they're escapist
1: sweet. too, because it's, you know, the, yeah. there's, there's such vivid like storytelling and the, the world of it is like <laughs> taking you away from, you know, wherever you are into their own, their own crazy world. Yeah. That's, wow. That's, yeah. I mean, my, my Steely Dan thing was just born out of the trauma of realizing I was getting older. That's about it. I can't say that <laughs> I had any kind of experience like you did, but, um, yeah, it's a crazy story. Yeah, I, I've spent a little time in Japan, um, as well, but when, I was there for a year, actually, just um, I was doing some English teaching, but I actually, when I was there, there were no major earthquakes, there was just like a couple of really small ones. So I didn't, uh, I didn't experience anything like what you did. And I was nowhere near Tokyo. So how, how long did you spend there in total?
0: um uh, well i worked for new japan pro wrestling for right. two years okay. but i didn't live in japan like i'd fly out oh, I see. for a few weeks Okay. I'd come i come home then they'd fly me out for a few weeks the longest time i spent there in any one straight stretch was uh six weeks that i was there straight but okay. I,
1: and that whole time were you there were you like digging deeper into into steely like after you had had had, had that
0: oh yeah yeah symphony? yeah because like through that you know that, yeah. that citizen dan you know when i i, I got that all of a sudden it really made me go into the discography, and then right. you know, album by album, I started listening just to the albums all, all the way through. Yeah. And, oh yeah, I remember that song. Or exactly. Oh, here's a new dance song I didn't know about. That oh <laughs> man, I like this song a lot. You know, so yeah. And and just because you know there were such perfectionists, the musicianship. Is so incredible. It is. And, you know, you, you get high and put on some headphones and you start hearing things that you never heard before. And you go, oh, wait a minute, man. You know, like all the controversy about the police whistle, you know? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't notice that the first few times. And then later I'm like, oh, yeah, there is a police whistle. Yeah, OK. Yeah.
1: Then you look at the credits on the on the record. You're like, police whistle. There was literally a guy in the studio, you know, blowing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, I mean, just to even think to put that moment in there is, you know, it's so creative, but. Um yeah it's like every every millisecond of every song is like you know tailored to a specific uh and, idea and, that they're and, trying to get and, across to you
0: and their creative process you know yeah. because I'm a creative person you know I'm, I'm an entertainer um I also do rap music I'm, I'm a lyricist and I oh, do I um, didn't know that yeah its just, but for me it's a hobby you know it's yeah not a career that I'm trying to pursue right. because if it was an actual job I wouldn't want to do it you know yeah, but
1: I understand. So I
0: appreciate lyrics. And, you know, I'm not a guy that, uh, with, with rap in particular, nowadays everything is very sonic. Um, mm. it's, it's all about how things sound. And with a lot of the modern stuff, there's not as much emphasis placed on lyrics. So, you know, for me, going way back, you know, I wrote my first rhyme when I was in sixth grade after listening to Run DMC. So lyrics, I, I place a premium on lyrics and, you know, listening. To, you know the steely dan lyrics the the the, the <laughs> snark and 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 the 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 as you said before the irony or some of the things it's just like oh i missed that before but wow man i, I wish i had thought of that you know? <laughs> i i turned 49 october of last year this year i'll be 50 Oh wow! and uh i'm very fortunate that <laughs> my career path yeah. you know i i chose to become a professional wrestler right. and you know Early on, you know, I, people, I, I used to bounce on South Beach and, you know, people would come up to me. And, "Yeah, Hey, how's that wrestling thing working out for you? <laughs> and now their kids play with my action figures. So, you know, <laughs> I, I got the last laugh and all, all that. But, yeah. um, you know, there are some guys that are, when I still go home to Miami, you know, some dudes I see that are, you know, had big plans and big goals, but some of these guys are still, you know, Managing nightclubs or bouncing in nightclubs, and and things didn't quite work out the way they planned. <laughs> I've run into some of my old high school buddies who you know found me on you know social media and like, hey man, you know, like, I remember man, you wanted to be a lawyer. I oh, yeah, well I manage a warehouse. That didn't work out. You know, okay, you know, and then I think about what a shame about me. You know, it's like <laughs> like whoa, like the, the 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 power in that exchange. You right. know, when Franny from NYU walks in and he you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm am I'm still working on that novel but I'm just about to quit. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's
1: just all say, about oh. It's all about middle-age regret and remorse and what could have been. <laughs> yeah. What I should have done with my life. I mean, yeah. I, I can relate. Well, what I, I wanted face. to do with my life and what
0: unfortunately I, things didn't work out that way, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're talking to a ghost, as he says. You
0: look delicious and you're standing very close. But like this is lower Broadway. If you're talking just take a look, it's easy to see. What a shame about me. What a shame about me. shame. What a shame. What a shame. a
1: so you, you said you are like, a big music fan in general?
0: Um, my musical taste are so yeah. eclectic, man. I, yeah. You know, I, I love music, and I mm-hmm. I don't limit myself to any particular yeah. genre. You know, like, yeah. if it sounds good to me, I like it. So, dude, I one day I, I put my iPad on sh- on shuffle. Yeah. And you know, Steely Dan was followed by Agnostic Front, and was followed <laughs> by, you know, uh, Ghostface Killer into. Uh, Miles Davis, like I love music. Uh, like even country music. Like I don't like country music, right? But there are country music songs that I like, you know. So, you know, I, I don't consider myself any kind of uh, you know, are you a hip hop guy, or are you a rock yeah. guy? I'm a music guy.
1: Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm kind of the same way. And I think one of the things that's uh interesting about about Steely Dan is that they tend to attract people who from all genres of music like <laughs> hip-hop guys love them maybe you know because of the sampling history you know sure. with Kanye and and uh de la sol and stuff um i've found a lot of metal heads love them i i think it might just be like the the lyrics more than the new because you think metal you think of the opposite of smooth it's it's you know hard and fast yeah, exactly. and heavy but you know the the kind of Dark, weird narratives of of Steely dance songs, I think, might might draw them in, or or maybe just because it's a nice break from all that. I don't know, but I've it's just my. Know,
0: maybe like a like yeah. a cleansing of the palate. A
1: cleansing, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I've just seen people that I know, I I know, I have friends, and I know people who are like metal. That's their thing. Like, eighty percent of the time when it was in metal, but like if they do go in another direction, for some reason, Steely is like right there for them. So. Um, and it's
0: weird because yeah. I'll play Steely Dan. Like, if, if you're a friend of mine or if you're a love interest of mine, yeah. you just have to accept that Steely Dan <laughs> is part of the soundtrack of what, you know, we're going to do or be, you know. So having said that, uh, I have found that one of two things usually happens when I play Steely Dan for people. Either they'll go, oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, and I'll play some of the, you know, the, the more popular Main, you know, radio friendly cuts and they, oh yeah, I know that song. And then when I take them a little deeper, they'll go, Man, you know what? I, I don't know, but this is actually pretty cool. I like this. This is this is all right, you know. So
1: Is that is it a requirement for you if you bring someone into your life that they have to like it? Or you know, if they don't like it, you understand, you know, that's just not their thing. But
0: if you date me, you just have to enjoy music and you have to yeah. be open-minded for music. So totally. you can play things that I've never heard before and I'll listen and 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 I'll go see shows with you with people that I might not be into but i'll just go for the live music and the vibe so you know if you're rolling with me you're just gonna have to know that when you know we're in the car we're hanging out i'm gonna you're gonna hear lots of steely dan
1: yeah because for some people there's just something about steely dan that they they can't handle
0: like yeah i've I've, I've seen like uh on twitter i saw you know like some little thread of, of people talking shit about steely dan or mocking people who are into steely dan I, I link that to some sort of anti-intellectualism or something. I don't know. Maybe they just, you know, maybe it's a, uh, above, above their their intellectual capacity, perhaps. <laughs> they
1: just don't get it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it goes both ways. I, I think it's almost like uh like a licorice effect. Like, you know, either you love it or you can't stand it. There's something about them that they turn people off sometimes. But you know Yeah, and I hate black
0: licorice. I absolutely they hate too. it.
1: Me too. Yeah. I can't stand but, it. But I
0: think That's to- a different conversation.
1: Twizzlers are good. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, luckily my wife did attend one uh Steely Dan concert with me. So and uh And then what'd she say? Well, it was an interesting reaction. So she knew the hits, and I think when they were playing the hits, she was happy because they were playing the fun songs that she knew and loved. Um she did take an edible before we saw them and said that, that she, helps she zoned out for a long time. And was thinking about what the life of the trombone player was like for like forty minutes. Eventually, <laughs> like she forgot where she was. She just like <laughs> was zoning out. But uh, and then at the end, when they played like Reelin' and, and Peg, she kind of zoned back in and was was having fun. So
0: I, I saw them in New York uh, <laughs> once when they would do their uh, their their. I think they usually would do like ten dates. Uh, a residency at the, uh, the Beacon Theater, the Beacon Theater. Thank you. And uh, a friend of mine took me for my birthday and and, uh, she got a big surprise for you. And I'm like, Oh, that's so awesome. So I I went with her, her friend and another friend and um, they all took shrooms before we went (laughs) in. And uh, I I don't mind shrooms, but they just always mess with my stomach. So I just smoked one outside before we went in and, uh, it was so cool watching them react because that particular night uh i think it was either gaucho oh, no it's weird i can't remember either yeah. gaucho or the royal scam they played in entirety and it was so fun watching them on shrooms because they weren't really <laughs> into the Dan, but right they knew that i was so hey just you yeah. know and afterwards they were like, oh, we got to go listen to some more Steely Dan. That's so cool. I, was like, I, I, I like it now. I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> it. So let's see if you feel that way when the shrooms wear off. You know, right? All right, right. But they said, no, it was like, we went on a musical journey. It was so amazing. Like, I was into it. And like, wow. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah, that. I'm maybe, glad that was open. to opened that door for you.
1: Yeah, the shrooms unlocked the power of the Dan for them when they were. When
0: they were... <laughs> yeah. And then that, that was. That was they
1: were set. There was Those doors weren't closing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, those I've I've gone to two of the album shows at the Beacon. And uh if they ever do another run, then I'll I'll definitely try to fill it. Because I've I've so far I've seen uh The Royal Scam and Um and Countdown to Ecstasy were the two that I've seen so far.
0: So I'm a little disappointed in now that, that Walter's gone. Yeah. Uh because I always had a plan that I wanted to go and see them at the Beacon Theater like three nights in a row. Mm. And just schedule wise I was never able to do it. I mean realistically speaking and not to be morbid donald's only got so much time left on the clock um and uh i i want to go and make it a point to go three nights in a row to the beacon and and, and just indulge myself in Dan. and you know maybe one of those nice i'll take mushrooms, just
1: <laughs> yeah one thing about the album shows that's great is um They'll uh, they'll play the deep cuts, you know, they'll play some of the songs that they're not going to play when they're they're just doing the usual like.
0: Now, I was going to say it is weird because when you get yeah. into the conversation about, you know, and, and inevitably, if you're a Steely Dan fan, you always get into the conversation about, you know, rank the out al- your favorite album, yeah. you know, in, in, in order or what's your favorite album. And that's always such a difficult conversation. <laughs> you know, but I can say for me. Yeah. It, it all depending on my mood it always comes down to asia and the royal scam as my my those, those are if your you two? put a gun to my head and said pick it would be one of those two would be my my favorite but and it's weird because people get yeah. you know uh i see a lot of people have an aversion towards Two against nature and and everything must go you know they're like no that doesn't count or no that's not you know and i'm like no actually two against nature is a dope fucking album man like, <laughs> That Two Against Nature is everything must go. I don't love as much. Okay, you know it's probably one of my. You know, it, like I love all damn, but if if you made me yeah. rank, it'd probably yeah. be one of the albums that I appreciate the least. Okay, but uh, but I love Two Against Nature. Yeah, and I remember when they when they won the Grammy, and you know people who were, were you know all the Eminem fans were pissed off, <laughs> and I'm like, like I like Eminem too, but like dude this is steely dead you don't understand how monumental this is
1: yeah well i was a teenager when that happened and i remember thinking like who's who are these old farts like
0: (laughs) that's what everybody was saying
1: yeah the reeling in the (laughs) years guys i didn't even know they had a new album like what like what about eminem what about radio but now i'm like that was fucking awesome that they did that like
0: right right they, right. Just, they, they just, just they upset the apple cart so to speak because nobody exactly.
1: saw that coming right no it was a huge ups, upset and uh and and honestly it's a great album like i listen i love the um the, what are called they like the reunion album so two against nature everything must go i right. think they're they're you know in a lot of ways they're just as interesting and and you know well put together creative as you know the songs are great they even you know walter sings a song on everything must go that's new so yeah um I'm a big and I love Donald Sol Don and Walt solo too. So I, I think you're a Nightfly fan, right? I've seen you I huge, the yeah. huge I know every <laughs>
0: word to every song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, I nightfly. Love the nightfly. Yeah. So. And
0: you know what? Uh, so Donald gets a lot more credit for his solo work. I guess because the night Flight, the nightfly was you know was such a massive album. Yeah. And you know, you don't really hear as much talk about Kemikiri ad or you know, sunken condos, but Walter, uh, like eleven tracks of whack. I didn't, I don't love as much, but Circus Money, oh, <laughs> and and uh, Downtown Cannon is my shit, man. Yeah. Like that song, just you know, think about thinking about breakups and you know, there's a specific relationship that I had that 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 song speaks to me. You know, it's like I cracked the code. And I knew what it's all about. We found that loft on Green Street and swept that bad boy out. Just like wow, I'll say wine, playing records way past four, making some hardcore love on the on the, the the cold hardwood floor. Like oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I I'm a huge fan of uh, Circus Money, and the the Nightfly is just a magnificent album, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, knife flies. Uh, Circus money. There's some. Yeah, it's gr- there's some great songs. I, that's probably the one I've listened to least of the of the solo. I gotta I gotta hit that on more. I know Downtown Cannon is my favorite. Like that song is so yeah. It's such a it's so smooth, but also like it's so.
0: Well, the whole thing is four four time signature. It's a reggae yeah. album essentially.
1: Yeah, it is. It is reggae. Yeah, I mean yeah. there's the whole thing. There's some reggae on uh, Tracks of Whack too. Yeah, it's like Haitian divorce like started this whole other side path. Yeah of like Walter <laughs> yeah. Reggae that he later finally in the like you know what was it late 2000s when Circus Money came out he finally got to do his like yeah know, and, I, and I think thing. he
0: did that album in Hawaii too if I'm not mistaken so that would add to the whole island vibe and whatnot you know? the shade of the sky which is burning black was the shade in retreat, and blue was the color Let's imagine some guy driving a coffee truck Yet he dares to dream the impossible dream Better have some answers from your trophy wife Better not get
1: So I know you're pretty active in the um, like the Steely Dan Twitter world. Like, how did you <laughs> how did you discover like that there was a, a Steely Dan Twitter? How did you get involved in that? I
0: mean, what do you, dude? Uh, this is weird, uh, but true story. Yeah, yeah. I uh, while I'm I'm active on Twitter, um, I'd never got into the the nuances of Twitter, the hashtags and the community things, <laughs> and you know, I didn't yeah. I didn't know that stuff existed. You know. Um, uh, but I came across bad Dan takes and I was like, huh, what is this? Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I think something popped up. Um, and then uh, there was something where they, uh, was it Dancing Steely Dan or something where they oh, yeah. take videos of people dancing and put Lay Steely Dan over it. And uh, then I just, I think I read the interview that you did Um and off of that, I kind of went down that rabbit hole <laughs> and then I discovered, you know, the Bodacious Cowboys and, and uh, you know, all of these other, you know, very popular, <laughs> you know, uh, Steely Dan based uh, tweeters. And then I discovered, oh, there's a whole Steely Dan community here on Twitter. Like, oh, home at last. <laughs> <laughs> you found your people. I found all my people. Yeah. So. Uh, actually, you were kind of the doorway into that once I discovered you and started to see like who you were following, who was following you and the people that were responding to um, to some of your posts. And that opened up that door for me. Mm-hmm. My son is eight years old now. Oh, wow. And uh, I have video of him when he was a baby in my car. I remember we would we go through the car wash. And I'd let him get in the front seat when we would go through the car wash, and you know, little kids love the car washes, you know. Oh wow! But uh, I, it, it blew my mind that when uh, Black Cow came on, and he was a toddler, he was one ish, and he was just, you know, just bopping with it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you like that song, huh? So it just became like a thing where I noticed like he would respond to that song. So he'd be in his car seat in the back and I'd be driving and and the song would come on and, you know, he wasn't even talking yet, you know, just, you know, toddlers with a few words and, you know, gobbledygook. But every time that part would come on, you should know. From the back seat, I would hear, you should know. I'm like, oh, you like that. So now, like, I'm not a big karaoke guy, but on occasion, you know, if I'm drunk enough, you know, I have some fun with the karaoke. (laughs) uh my, my son's family big on karaoke. Every time you know they get together, his mom's family get together, his uncle brings out the professional karaoke machine, the mics, <laughs> the whole deal. And uh I was so I was almost moved to tears when me and my son sang black cow together. We we did a duet of black cow <laughs> on karaoke. And at seven years old my son knew all the words all the way through because just riding in the car with dad and uh i know that one day i will be gone from this earth and steely dan will be old old music but my son (laughs) will still feel the influence of the dan and i'm hoping that he'll still listen to some steely dan periodically because it will give him memories of his dad
1: yeah that's beautiful i mean hopefully in a few years you know he'll be uh you know talking about the intricacies of uh you know the gad drum solo on asia <laughs> you know right it's now I just...
0: anything to do with
1: it. <laughs> yeah now he's grooving to you know peg and black cow but just give it a couple years yeah that's great yeah i mean that's yeah one of the missions of the of the account i guess has been just to like preserve the legacy and and you know shit gets forgotten really easily i mean you know there's some you know there's some bands obviously you know I don't think anyone's going to forget the Beatles anytime soon. Bob Dylan, you know, there's certain things that have a really, level, Yeah, you know, bands look, feel like, yeah, they can slip, they can slip through. So anyway,
0: well, you know, what's weird. I, I was watching, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy film noir and, you know, sometimes I'll just find like, film an old, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll find an old film. Noir, like one I've never seen before, never even heard of. Yeah. And I, I look at it and I'm like, man, this was a major Hollywood release at one point. And, like all of these actors were somewhat famous in the forties or fifties when this came out. And today, unless you're some sort of a film buff, you don't know who any of these people are. They're immortalized on, on celluloid, if you will, but forgotten to time. And uh, somebody put it in perspective for me and I thought about it. I was like, wow, man, I grew up listening to run DMC and to a kid, now, in their 20s, Run DMC was the equivalent when I was 14 of, you know, uh, music from the 40s, you know, and when I was a teenager, like I, I knew Glenn Miller and I knew Duke Ellington, you know, because I like even then I like jazz, but, uh, you know, it wasn't something that I was putting in playing all the time, you know, it yeah. wasn't something I was riding in my car to. So, you know. Things get lost in time. And I feel like, you know, Steely Dan is the Beatles. Actually, if you ask me, Steely Dan is way better than the Beatles. But but they do have a timelessness about them that if if you have mature taste in music or if you appreciate intricate musicianship, then I think, you know, Steely Dan is one of those groups that you could put into you know what? whatever the, the 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 musical medium of the future is musical medium of the future you know and and you could still play it in a room and where people will just kind of like you know oh, that's 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 soothing you know uh, the proverbial chill vibe
1: yeah i think well i think first of all you know um they kind of incorporated musical history into their sound you know because like you know like duke ellington definitely you know definitely an influencer you know Charlie Parker, other jazz legends. So, Park, and Parker's also St. Louis Tootie there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's obviously the, you know, a, a lot of, I think a lot of what Donald like grew up listening to was, was that kind of stuff. So, you know, they've incorporated, you know, American musical history into the sort of rock, you know, idiom a, a little bit in a way that, and, and the fact that those albums were recorded with so much attention and care, I think that has helped, you know, keep the legacy like i think that'll help keep their legacy longer because you throw on asia now and it sounds it still sounds so fresh it doesn't sound old it doesn't sound like you know it sounds like something that you know w-
0: didn't, didn't that album win a, a grammy for engineering
1: i think it did yeah or gaucho yeah. or maybe both yeah i mean uh, like,
0: yeah, maybe both. yeah
1: technology has not surpassed the technology on asia in fact you know it, if anything like it's hard to recreate the sound like there are not many albums that sound as good as, as Asia or Gaucho. And I think like that was sort of a, like that era was a kind of a high point in, in music production. Um, yeah. I won't disagree with you on that. Yeah. And, and
0: from what I understand, you know, historically yeah. they kind of set the groundwork for a lot of that. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the, their attention to detail and they they're being so demanding on, on every detail, but there's one question that I have always wanted to ask that they, that, man, how come they just never re-recorded the second arrangement? (laughs) Like, how come they just never said, okay, we know what, we got it, let's just get everybody together and re-record it?
1: Like right after Gaucho or like later on
0: in time? No, because the song was lost, you know, uh, allegedly was erased. And, you know, over the years I've I've heard various – people have taken what was out and have cleaned it up and you know right. they've, they've done all kinds of work with trying to make it and it's it's such a great song i know um, why did donald wall just say i fuck it that song's lost we don't yeah. care why so did he just get track walk one
1: walk?
0: <laughs> yeah like, like let's, all right. well let, let's get the crew back together and let's re-record yeah. that and put that on another album
1: yeah from what i have heard is that uh donald <laughs> is he was so crushed he was so emotionally devastated by that happening he just never wants to do anything to do with it ever again so i don't like he just doesn't want to re-record it doesn't want to think about it Doesn't want to... they played it i mean they played it once so he actually did go through the effort of like playing it again they played it live at one of the when they did like um they did a night of rarities at the Beacon in like 2011, which I would have loved See, to go I to. Had
0: no idea. I didn't know, I know that they actually played it live once.
1: They did once, yeah, and they played. I had
0: no idea.
1: Yeah, they played.
0: Ah.
1: It's crazy that they did one show they did that, and they did a lot of the other songs that they don't usually play live. They also did the bear, which is another either Asia or Gaucho outtake. I'm not positive. I think it's a Gaucho outtake, and uh, I think it's
0: Gaucho. Gaucho, yeah,
1: yeah, Gaucho, and uh Doctor Wu. They never play live. They played at that. They show. never
0: played Doctor Wu live. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did it that night. So just this one night, for some reason, you know, he was willing. To... So he he's capable of it, but what I wouldn't give to have been there if I, could I talk about that. I know. <laughs> I know. I was just getting in. Like I think the year that I got really into Celia Dan was like 2010 or 2011, and I think it happened in 2011. So. I wasn't quite like, I didn't know second arrangement. Yeah. That came
0: later. Yeah. That, that was about the time that I was, yeah. that, that was when the earthquake happened when I was re yeah. um, immersing myself. You're into right, yeah. The, uh, so yeah, you know, dude, uh, it's funny. There's a, there's a guy, uh, he's on Twitter and Instagram, uh, G O I kicks and he makes custom sneakers where you can commission Sneakers and he makes sneakers for all kinds of rappers and different people. And you know, he's he's pretty pricey, yeah. But I commissioned him to uh do a pair of Nikes for me with the with uh, and I he'll you just give him some ideas, tell him kind of what you want, and then he'll just be an artist and make them. And so I have some Asia
1: Jordans, <laughs> I think I saw yeah. those. Did you post them on IG or Twitter? Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are awesome. Yeah, I was like. I was wondering, I was like, can I get these? Like how? Because look, look at the shirt I'm wearing. I, I, oh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, this that's, I found the, online, the, the yeah.
0: Japanese release,
1: Japanese release of Asia. There's all the tracks and everything.
0: Yeah. Where'd you get that?
1: I found it on the internet, man. It was like, it wasn't that expensive either. I can send you the link. It was like 15 Please
0: do. I want that shirt. <laughs> the shirt's I have great. a special yeah. love for Japan and Steely Dan and they yeah. go hand in hand. So that, that's something I need i got like half a dozen steely dan t-shirts and i don't have that one i yeah. need that one
1: yeah i have a bunch too and i um every time i do one of these zooms i wear one of my one of my dan shirts just to to get the good the uh, to get in the mindset but um
0: now i'm thinking about it i, I dropped the ball i totally should have worn one of my dan shirts <laughs> i'm embarrassed because cool, adidas no. isn't paying me anything you know so i uh, absolutely should have worn a steely dan shirt <laughs> I, I, I dropped the ball major. well
1: we're not this isn't going up as videos. so it doesn't really matter. But uh yeah, next time. Uh but <laughs> regarding those
0: it. sneakers though, uh, yeah, they those sneakers. Um, you know, he always says that, you know, they're art and a lot of guys will have them commissioned and then just put them in a box and put them on display, or they might wear them once or twice. My goal, because I know how elusive and how difficult Donald Fagan is to, to get to. <laughs> But my goal is to try to get him to sign those sneakers for me and put put them in a a a plexiglass display box with a light on them and you know with a with a I actually have an, an original pressing of Asia and I'd like to create like the whole display and, and put it in my house where I can be like, Yeah, look at the I am one of the biggest steely dan nerds you'll ever meet. Look at this. <laughs> if I could get Donald Fagan to sign my 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 bad sneakers and I'll drink a pina colada and, and, and honor
1: so you yeah so have you met besides your uh encounter with keith have you met anyone else from
0: uh no i have i have not not, but it is uh it's bucket list for me to get an opportunity to to meet donald fagan and i just want to tell her hey dude i you know because from all the interviews that i've seen and everything that i've read and heard like you know he's you know, especially as he gets older. From what I understand, he, he tends to be not very tolerant of people in general, and you know, doesn't really like <laughs> to hang out much. Yeah. Um, but I would love to just meet him and tell him, like, "Hey, dude, you really have influenced my life. Uh, thank you so much for all of the vibes, the tunes, the feels, and uh, you know, I just wanted to be able to tell you face to face how much I appreciate everything that you've done. You know, the, there are times in my life when I was in the dumps and, you know, put on some Steely Dan and I feel a little bit better when you're able to do that. When you're able to create music as an artist, you you whatever medium you, your your art is, you want to be able to affect people on a spiritual level. You, you want to be able to, to do something where you affect people psychologically, emotionally, uh, on multiple levels. And Steely Dan does that for me on virtually every level. So I just want to tell them like, hey, when you set out to create your art, I am one of the people that your art speaks to in a very unique way, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm can okay. you some sneakers, please? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think how Donald would actually respond, though. He might like. I feel like he doesn't take flattery very well. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't seem like right, the type yeah. to be like, well, you know. But maybe he would be polite for the for the moment. But yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: I probably don't know. About, he'd probably be nice in the moment. I, yeah, I think even so not nice.
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah he doesn't i don't think he like i don't know what his relationship with the the fan world of, of steely dan just i don't know what if he's you know super enthusiastic about because there's so much out there i mean beyond the twitter there's also you know there's a lot of cover bands that have been popping yeah. up all over the country there's like tons of them like every small city has its own steely dan cover band like it's crazy yeah
0: there's one here in houston that, that yeah? i want to go see i've heard oh, they're yeah? actually pretty good too yeah i haven't seen which them, one is uh, that? Um, i forgot and i feel so bad because yeah. uh somebody <laughs> hit me up on twitter and told me about him and here is an yeah. opportunity for me to shout him out but i got to look him up no and worries. find out when they're performing because i'd absolutely like to go see them and at, at at some point again because you know donald's 75 and you know i can't imagine him continuing to tour for too much longer um you know my steely dan jones is gonna have to be fed by you know some of the better cover bands at, at some point you know
1: that's that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even I'm, I'm not even entertaining that idea right now of the, the Yeah, punk. yeah,
0: let's, let's get that negativity out right. <laughs> you know what? Now I'm I, like I, I actually, better
1: go see them now.
0: Better go see them next door. I'm like shit. <laughs> well, you know it, it's it's funny cuz I had yeah. this crazy idea and uh maybe it's something you and I can revisit at some point. Yeah. Um, I had this weird a crazy idea like okay, you know when Steely Dan they play New York, you know, New York is a, a huge city and you know they're able to play Ten sold out dates in a row. So that says there are a lot of Steely Dan fans in New York. Oh yeah. I thought, man, what? How cool would it be to set up an after party at some venue in New York, where after the Steely Dan concert, Steely Dan fans can go to a venue and hire a you know professional DJ or a cover band to just con continue the party just keep playing dan music with fellow dan fans and and drink and just kind of enjoy the vibe and, and have a good time
1: yeah i mean i somebody was also uh suggesting a, like a dan con you know like they have comic con like a, a
0: oh you know? dan,
1: con. <laughs> dan <Con. laughs> and if you synced it up right you could do it in new york when they're doing the beacon shows so then everyone could come in you know go to dan con during the day because i feel like the reason that the you know Dan fans are, you know, they're they tend to be more on the introverted side, I guess. You know, they're not the party animal type. So maybe that's why they all finally congregated together on uh, on Twitter, you know, they they <laughs> had a harder time finding each other in real life. But
0: but, but yeah. I can also see Dan fans, yeah. you know, uh, in, in 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 a small quiet lounge type spot where Stevie Dads <laughs> playing in the background, yeah. you know, drinking some some, especially in New York because you know you got older people with a higher tax bracket drinking some nice, you know, twenty one year old single malt Scotch and <laughs> you know, just exactly. people enjoying the vibe on 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 a, on a low key scale, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm. If people want to pitch me something like that, like I, you know, if I I would ha- be happy to. You know, help plan or participate, and you know, promote whatever. We'll, we we'll revisit
0: that. We'll revisit. If when right. they announce their tour yeah. later this year, if, if if they tour, hopefully they will, and they do the, the they shows, we can look into the possibility of, of uh reaching out to the New York Dandum and, and and setting up a cool little post Beacon show after party.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to help set something like that up. Yeah.
0: And I'm hoping they do the Beacon. I
1: don't know. They didn't do it last year. So I don't know. No,
0: they didn't. They didn't. But the Beacon. I was disappointed.
1: The Beacon Theater Twitter account wished Donald Fagan a happy birthday. Is that a sign that maybe they're going to be? I don't know. I mean, nothing. It might just be, you know, he played a lot of shows there. But
0: Uh, yeah, they probably have a a love affair. But if (laughs) if they do a residency at the Beacon Theater this year, this will be the year that I make it a point that I'll catch those three shows I was telling you about and uh, I'll make it a point to catch you at one of those nights I'll I'll buy an extra ticket for you too we'll we'll catch that show together
1: that'd be dope man, that'd be fucking great yeah, thank you